Hello and welcome to the what is this? The sixth episode of the Lakers Nation Page podcast. Um, I'm Bert, joined here today again by um, Andrea from Thailand uh, and Kenan from Iloilo. So uh, before we start this um, very special episode of the Lakers Nation Page podcast, I think Kenan has an announcement to make or a greeting. So. We're recording this podcast on uh, December 13th. That day is Taylor Swift's birthday. Happy birthday! And, <laughs> happy birthday, Taylor! And as we all know, um, Taylor Swift already uh, had her banner uh, hung up on Staples Center, and she did that way before the Los Angeles Clippers did. So, yeah. She has a banner way before the Clippers did, so that says something, uh, that says a lot about the Clippers. Happy uh, birthday, Taylor. Happy, happy birthday, Tay Tay. Happy birthday, Tay Tay, my most streamed artist in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, talking, um, speaking of the, about the Clippers or the Flippers, um, we played them the other day and they lost. Uh, their first preseason game against, well, who else? The 2019-2020 NBA champion Los Angeles Lakers who were playing without um, LeBron, some guy named LeBron James, this dude named Anthony Davis, and other people like Marcus and Markeith Morris, um, and KCP. Probably our starters um, didn't even play in the game, so... Uh, we won that game 87-81. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Pat Beverly, Serge Ibaka, and all the uh, well, all the 18 Clippers actually played um, during that game. <laughs> While the Lakers only fielded nine players, uh, Cal Kuzma had 18 points, uh, five rebounds in 38 minutes. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker had 19 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, and 3 steals. And um, Trez Harrell had 13 points, 12 rebounds in his first game against his former team. So, Andrea, um, any thoughts on this? Well, the Clippers cannot claim their opening. We won the opening game preseason title from them. So, um, your thoughts on the uh, game? Uh, first of all, I think the Clippers wanted uh, to win again their opening uh, championship because last year they did it right, the first game, first big championship. So I think that's why they fielded in all their best, their best players. But sadly for them, uh, they were still not able to beat the actual champions of the 2019 and 2020 NBA. Sorry. Uh, but in all seriousness, I was very excited with, with how this turned out because I never, before this game, before seeing how this turned out, I never really saw or had so much exposure with Dalen, uh, with, with our very young 20-year-old NBA player. Uh, and I was shocked how how wide his wingspan is and I was shocked with how good he is in terms of playmaking, in terms of uh, driving. So I'm really happy with that and I think we actually have, there. there is potential for us to develop him 
into a better player moving forward because we have really good veterans who can help him become better. So I'm really, I was really, really excited by that. He was driving, he was aggressive, and he was the one really dictating plays. Uh, and he wasn't even making the shots uh, when he drives. He wasn't making all the shots yet, but it was still very encouraging just because of the way that uh, the the way that he was playing in terms of being aggressive and dictating the tempo. So I was really, I felt really good about that. I also felt very good with Dennis Schroeder. Uh, the way that he played is exactly how we thought uh, that he we would want him to play. He was shooting shots from outside. He did play as much as Kuzma and Taylor and uh, Tres did, but he was the one who actually stood out for me. And then for Trent, I really liked his. Uh, he was also very intense in terms of uh, defense. So I really liked that. I I like that he was locked in, even though it was a preseason game. Maybe it helped that it was against his former team. So maybe he wanted to to show up and say that hey, I'm now moving forward. The Clippers about part of Lakers. But whatever the motivation there was, I, I'm really glad that. He, we are uh, seeing how he can contribute to us when it comes to the real regular season and of course moving to the playoffs. With Kuzma, I was really shocked though that he played this much minutes, but, but because we were very short-handed. But yeah. for him to play 30, 30 how, how many minutes? 38. 38 minutes. 38. I was shocked. I, I felt initially bad for him because this was a preseason game, and I think he's always played for the last few years. He was always like being a spotlight. Uh, he was always being put into a spotlight during preseason games, and on in this season after winning a championship, he's still being asked to carry the load for the uh, for the, the preseason games. But but I was encouraged with with the way that he played, especially in fourth quarter where he hit a lot of the a lot of his shots. I still am a little bit worried because until he was hitting his shots, he was still not contributing in terms of other parts of the game. So he, he's really like a confidence guy. He needs to make his shots so that the other parts of his game will, will be moving. So that's where I'm just a little bit worried with, with Kuzma. But overall, I mean, this is such a good game, especially since we fielded in nine players or nine players out of we only have 14 people in our roster right now so i'm and we do the los angeles clippers even though they have paul george playing they have Kawhi playing so i i cannot complain but i had individual those are my individual observations okay so um while kuzma had 18 points and it was a team high plus 14 he shot five out of 16. yeah oh, there's a lot of shots <laughs> On and six out of nine from the free throw line. So, Kenan, um, any thoughts on the game, um, especially our shortened rotation? Obligatory. This is just the preseason. Yeah. But um, I guess my number one observation from the game, I did watch the late first quarter and early second quarter. And I, I honestly, I just checked out the highlights after that. But um, I guess this goes to say, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker played really well, despite what the box score says about his field goal shooting. He, he missed more than he made but his full repertoire of skills was on full display 
passing, defending, and, and play, even playmaking. So, yeah, it was exciting to see him carry that same momentum that he had when he played in the playoffs against the Rockets. I've heard on the Laker Film podcast that Coach Vogel was very high on THT as told by uh, Mike Trudell. And I guess that game showed us why. My second observation about the game is how good Trez and, and Dennis Schroeder, they had, they had chemistry to me. Uh, I, again, small sample size and all that, but they had good chemistry this early and that's very encouraging. I, I don't want to talk much about the preseason game but lastly I, I I still hate Patrick Beverly it, it's a preseason game but he was extremely <laughs> annoying so yeah, were you, were you, wait, wait wait you, you forgot, forgot to mention about him hitting the side of the backboard oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> a Paul George Clipper <laughs> tradition like no other how could you forget that <laughs> anyway um Here's the problem. Uh, I just read this article earlier. Why the Lakers just fielded um, nine players during the first preseason game? Apparently, we cannot. We have we we offered this so-called forgot the term, but exhibit ten. Yeah, exhibit ten contracts uh, for players who will be playing on our G League team. Because apparently our G League team, um, South Bay Lakers, will not be participating in the G League bubble. So, the, so the Lakers didn't initially sign these players like I think it's Jakar Samson and other players. But since the Lakers, the South Bay Lakers, will not be participating in the G League. They must have retracted the contracts because um, those players will, won't be able to play um, in the G League if they sign with the Lakers. So the Lakers said, I think the article said that um, it's better for them, those players, to look for other teams that are going to join the G League, the G League bubble. So unlike unlike the Clippers who had 18 players, who played 18 players. We only played nine, um, so that's nine out of the fifteen players we have on the roster. So actually, this is our actually our actual roster that we were playing, minus yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, minus um, probably four or five five starters who um, did did not play. Um, so. Uh, on THT and Kuzma, well, you know, Lakers fans are quick to <laughs> um, celebrate anything good that's happening. Maybe yeah. they forgot that we are the world champions. Well, you can't blame some of the Lakers fans for immediately exalting that Talon Horton Tucker is a future all-star or whatever. Some went as far as saying Horton Tucker should get more minutes than Kuzma. <laughs> Calm down, Lakers fans. This is uh, yeah. this is the first game of the preseason. Um, while Horton Tucker was impressive, especially um, on the defensive end and his active activity all throughout the game, um, he has a 7-1 wingspan, so he used it to full effect during the game, even bullying that 
um, despicable person named Patrick Patterson uh, uh, scoring an N1 over him. He, overall, this is a good, it was a good game. Yes, meaningless, but well, still against the Flippers and they played um, Kawhi and Paul George for a, a quarter, more than a quarter, so still. How many minutes did they play? Um, they both played 14 minutes, mm -hmm. so... Paul George and Kawhi, no? Yeah. Minutes. Okay. They're trying to set the tone down. <laughs> so, I don't know. That, um, they still had 25 turnovers. Um, so, we will be facing these guys again on Monday, Philippine time. I don't know if probably it's a good idea not to play LeBron and Anthony Davis again. And yeah. Caruso suffered a minor injury, so he's out on Monday. So maybe KCP gets to play. Alfonso McKinney is out because of an excused absence. I don't know what's uh, why he's out. So if Davis and LeBron are not playing again, so it means more minutes for... Future superstar Taylor Morton Tucker, I guess. Uh, Another 38 minutes for Kuz. And Kuzma. So he better improve his shooting. There was this one sequence when, um, late in the fourth quarter, I don't know if you guys saw this, um, Kuz was isolated in the top of the key, shot clock running out, um, dribbled one step, shot a long three-pointer, and made it. Yes, yes, I saw that. And the next possession, um, they, they, they drove the lane, made a great quick um, uh, out, uh, inside out pass to Kuz, who was wide open, and he bricked it. <laughs> so, uh, still fizzler famine for Kuz, so hopefully shooting really improves this season because um, he ain't going to get be getting a lot of playing time with his inconsistent shooting continues because Wes Matthews is um, had, has made the most corner threes on the left side in the last decade so he will definitely get some crunch time minutes if Kuzma can hit those wide open threes so hopefully we win again tomorrow against the same Clippers team we're playing for exhibition games, by the way. So yeah. up next is the Clippers. Then we play Phoenix twice before we open the season against the same Clippers. Okay, so let's move on from this um, topic to the bronze uh, rare. It's rare for LeBron to appear in a long show interview, right? Um, mm -hmm. He went to, he appeared on in the podcast of Richard Jefferson, Channing Fry, and Ali Clifton, the road trip, on the road tripping podcast. He had several. Um, how how would you say this? Um, controversial or spicy comments um, on there. Let's start with this comments on 
what Kyrie Irving's comments about his about him about big game situations. Kyrie said that playing with Durant essentially gave gave him another great big game option other than himself for the first time. Um, so like saying LeBron was not as clutch as Kyrie or something like that. So LeBron was said, I was a little like, damn. Once I got the whole transcript, I was like, damn. I wasn't like, oh, you tripping. I've hit game-winning shots my whole life. It's not like that. Because I played with Kyrie for three seasons. The whole time I, when I was there in Cleveland, I only wanted to see him be an MVP of our league. I've only cared about his success. And it just didn't align. And we were able to win the championship. That's the craziest thing. We were still able to win the championship and we could never align. But I only cared about his well-being both on, on and off the floor. And it kind of hurt me a little bit. So, Andrea, uh, your thoughts on what that LeBron was hurt with what Kyrie said? I was shocked actually with how LeBron answered it. Because usually when LeBron goes in interviews like this, or in any interviews after after games, uh, post uh, press post game press conferences, he is usually a little bit more calculating in terms of his answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't really reveal a lot. He he leaves a lot of room for interpretation, and he was he's usually very safe. I think he wasn't like that when he was younger, but it changed over the years. He probably learned a lot and he probably learned how media can twist their the NBA players' words. So I was actually shocked the way that he answered it because it really showed that he was affected he was a little bit hurt and he didn't hide it that he was uh, disappointed with what Kyrie was saying. That was the feeling that I was getting. I said he was just disappointed when he was talking during the podcast you see you feel that he was just basically say he didn't expect it and that it came at the wrong time he was saying because it was mentioned during NBA finals and he knows that people will always talk during NBA finals if he's uh, if he's playing to distract him but I was really really shocked that he mentioned how disappointed he was with Kyrie's comments and it wasn't like uh, he tried to downplay it and say that oh but I know Kyrie we're friends blah 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 he was just honest so it was shocking for me but also very refreshing to hear LeBron talk that way yeah um, also there was this um, video that came out earlier today about Kyrie <laughs> asking for post touches with Dana with Kevin Durant anyway so talk about that later a little bit later um, Kellen so you what are your comments on LeBron's LeBron being hurt of from what Kyrie said? If I were LeBron, I, I think I would I think I would uh, feel the same way. Like you treat the guy as a little brother, and then he just throws this uh, random shade at you. But I, I mean, you know, Kyrie's full of weird weirdness and stuff, but flat, flat earther. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean Kyrie says a lot of weird things, but I guess uh you went through a championship year together. You one would assume that would create bonds between two superstars. And for one of those superstars to say 
stuff like that. Uh, I think it's justified that LeBron feels hurt. But yeah, like what Andrea said, I am surprised at LeBron's candidness at uh, during this interview because he's not known for candid answers. He gives yeah like calculated sound bites to the media for the media to consume. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's it's something new. It's it, if he does this frequently, it's gonna be something to get used to. Yeah. Um. I kind of wish it was calculated. This answer here, like, oh, he said that. I'm going to destroy him the next time we <laughs> face something like that. Sort of what we got them used to with Kobe when he's asked yeah. these kinds of questions. I'm like, I'll destroy him. When I was kind of hoping that. He was going to say that, but maybe um, he was really opening up then. So, but when they meet on the court, I'm pretty sure that he will be hunting Kyrie on defense. <laughs> uh, just like he uh, hunted Lou Williams and other awful defenders like Kyrie. Um, and maybe KD is starting to um, regret teaming up with Kyrie even though they haven't played a single actual NBA minute together um, in that in that IG was that an FB or IG live? I think that's an IG live and they discussed uh-huh. something about the the shot the who's gonna drive who's, or who's gonna uh, I don't know um, Kyrie was asking um, KD for he's saying that he wants to post up more ah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because he apparently he feels like he can be like KD, who can shoot over the top. He has great footwork or whatever. And KD was at, actually tall. Yeah, and KD actually said that it might be bad bad for the continuity of their offense. Um, because like, I think that's that's what KD said, right? Like, yeah. Something like you can't have um, your point guard being under the rim, <laughs> something like that. So it shows how smart KD is <laughs> and maybe is uh, regretting this choice to play with Kyrie because um, Steph Curry won't be saying those dumb things. Say even yeah. Kyrie even said that maybe from eight post ups maybe they will negotiate it to six, seven post ups again. <laughs> and KD was like um, I was Thinking about more about um, like two to three post ups only. <laughs> so uh, enough of this Kyrie shit. <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see them <laughs> to see them play. Yeah, I can't wait for LeBron to destroy him uh, when we when are, we meet them. Are Kyrie and AD cleared to play by the beginning of the season? Kyrie and KD. Yeah. Yeah. Are they cleared to play? Yeah, they will. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. They'll they'll be playing. So another controversial topic that LeBron said um, statement during the same interview is he said he had he, he won the two hardest championships in NBA history. So he was referencing the 2016 um, comeback from. Against the seventy-three win Warriors and the in this bubble championship. So, Andrea, do you agree that uh, LeBron's assessment that 
these were the two hardest championships in NBA history? Yes, I think so. I think I would I would agree with him. Just because of the whole situation. It was a lot of disruption. They didn't play for four months because of COVID and then even during the bubble and LeBron the way this the the way that LeBron described the bubble was it was like a horror movie turned into reality. So I think it was really, really bad uh, for them to experience that. Just because, for example, LeBron, he was mentioning that he's a routine kind of guy. And being in a bubble took him out of the out of his routine. He even mentioned that he did so he was saying that he didn't see his mom, he didn't see his wife, his kids. And then he was saying he didn't see his chef, and I thought it was like what a very first world <laughs> problem, right? But, but these are people that these are type A athletes who 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 are used to certain kinds of ways, certain routines, and I guess it really is very disruptive if you take yeah. them out from that that routine. So if if the way that he was describing it, it was really tough, uh, just because of that, and then add in there was also another disruption in the bubble when the games were halted again when uh, milwaukee Bucks uh, did not play uh, because of this whole uh, the whole po- political protest and everything everything else that was going on as well outside of the bubble so i do believe i do agree with that and the way that lebron said it i know that people <laughs> remember there was this account the bubble and the bubble account, twitter account yeah the bubble watch and then it was it was funny to see people to see athletes complaining about the the kind the rooms that they have the where they are but but hearing lebron explain how it took him out from being sent being centered you 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 do understand that yes maybe this is really a very very tough uh situation to be in uh and then you and that's lebron already who's like the 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 best player in the world right now the best athlete and then you have to also see like for the people for the athletes i sorry for the players in our roster who are not who are not who are probably the bottom dwellers right like for example for kuzma for and i'm not saying kuzma is a bottom dweller i'm just giving him as an example mm-hmm. if if he's in a bubble and his confidence is down he cannot go out you kind of feel that yeah maybe this is this could actually be really tough on on them so it was a good perspective for lebron to show the fans and also it's it it makes you realize how special that the lakers won this nba championship despite everything that happened even before and during the nba bubble how about the 2016 nba title canon do you consider it as hard as the past bubble championship that we, the Lakers won with LeBron? As for the bubble, I would say that it is the hardest. But um, I wouldn't put it in the same level with uh, the 2016 championship in terms of difficultness. I, I mean, uh, the bubble is in a tier of its own. But I would say that the uh, 16 championship is pretty high up there as well because uh, that Warriors team was obviously pretty historic and they uh, they were up three games to one and LeBron overcame it. LeBron and the Cavaliers, I, want, I don't, I don't want to say this, that it, it was a one-man job, but um, they managed to overcome all challenges and 
bring a championship to championship star Cleveland. So I, I would agree. I wouldn't say that it is like you know on the same level as the bubble championship, but I, I would say it's pretty high on the difficulty uh, level. I, I I also kind of agree that these two championships that LeBron won were among the hardest in NBA history. Um, in 2016, um, he won it with Ky- him and Kyrie apparently not getting along, or at least on Kyrie's side. Um, yeah. Still, then they came back and beat the Warriors, the 73-win Warriors. Well, Draymond was suspended one game, but still, it's his fault. Um, <laughs> also, I think the Warriors lost Andrew Bogut, but still... Coming back from 3-1 is truly a great achievement. Also, um, as far as the bubble goes, uh, since there's no home court advantage, right, for the Lakers or those teams that uh, played uh, great during the regular season, so and it's like a, it was it's an even field actually. Um, there's no crowd, so some of the role players of the other teams um, will not be feeling any pressure. Um, the rook, the rook, some of the rookies played really well, like Tyler Hero was not scared yeah, to yeah. take um, those big shots. But well, eventually LeBron and Anthony Davis just overwhelmed everyone, and that's why. And they were mentally the toughest. Um, players on the court um, all throughout the bubble playoffs so um, I believe LeBron that it was the hardest of the championships um, to win so unlike this um, the Los Angeles Flippers who blew a 3-1 lead <laughs> to the Denver Nuggets as we have always said in this podcast we should never forget that um, LeBron had very um, nice things to say <laughs> about the Clippers <laughs> blowing a 3-1 lead to, to the uh, Denver Nugget, Nuggets. Um, he said, he basically said that I couldn't believe it. Um, to this day, I still can't believe it. Obviously, the better team won. Yep, the Den- better team won. That's what happened. But still, all the shit talking they were doing all year Exclude Paul and exclude Kawhi, even exclude Trez. Hmm. Okay, Trez might have upset a little bit because he was part of that crew. <laughs> they put themselves in a position to get the, what they've been talking shit about all year. I just couldn't fathom the part or come to the realization that they did not seek that opportunity when it was right there, up 3 1. And just seeing the team that they had, they were built for that, I believe. They were coached for that, I believe. Obviously, they got our championship head coach on their bench in Tailu. I just didn't see them losing. Just like everybody else in basketball, sports world did not see them losing that series. Besides, one of my favorite coaches, Mike Malone, in his group. So, basically, LeBron said the Clippers couldn't back up all the shit that they were talking about before blowing that uh, 3-1 lead. So, Andrea, um, are you happy that LeBron, or any thoughts on 
what LeBron said against um about the Clippers blowing a three one lead. I think LeBron just echoed everyone's feelings uh, about the Clippers, especially the LA Lakers, the Lakers fans, because well they talked so much. It was it was everyone was just choosing also, and it's not even just the players. Everyone was choosing the Clippers to go to the championships or to be the best team and and the NBA best foreign team with Kawhi, Paul George and their their good defensive players. So I mean I agree with LeBron completely that they weren't able to back up what they were seeing or what they're projecting to be during the the whole season. Uh, and but but it's interesting that that LeBron excluded Paul George and Kawhi. So maybe LeBron actually respects Paul George, right? So, because we always make fun of Paul George, but it was interesting for me that he made it clear that he excluded PG and and Kawhi. So, but yeah, I mean, it was it was it was very surprising for all of us. I I still I've said this here before, but I will say it again. It was the glorious. I was probably the two most glorious days in Twitter during <laughs> after. <laughs> that game everyone was just so happy everyone was just talking about it and you forget that you're we are in a pandemic and it brought the joy of being in nba twitter again during the starting years of, of nba twitter so it was fun it was fun because well it was the clippers and i do agree with with really what lebron said so Kenan, lebron couldn't believe it but i think you re- believed in the Nuggets <laughs> or believed that the Clippers just sucked. So what were your thoughts? I'm just happy that LeBron was uh, very honest on, on this one. Uh, this is one of the few times that uh, I don't want him to hold back and be this calculated uh, speaker. Uh, I'm glad that he went all out. He just, he basically said what we all wanted to say. We just have he just has like a million listeners to do so, and I'm glad he took that opportunity. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> um, I think it's not that uh, LeBron respects Kawhi or PG, but maybe PG and Kawhi were a little smarter than their um, barking teammates about trash talking LeBron James and Anthony Davis <laughs> because they know what will happen if they do. Um, so uh, like the rest of us, well, we all knew the Clippers were a flawed team, right? Um, they had chemistry issues, and apparently everyone, every Lakers fan knew this, except the mainstream media just keeps on insisting that, no, the Clippers are just way better, right? Uh, if they really um, discounted the Denver Nuggets coming back, but even the most die-hard hater of the Clippers, like me, didn't expect them to lose Game 7. Yeah. I honestly couldn't believe it too, especially the fourth quarter. I was like, uh, Kawhi, Kawhi is going to take over and this uh, the Clippers will win this by four points or whatever. But no, <laughs> Jamal Murray and um, Nikola Jokic took over and Kawhi and Paul George combined for zero points in the fourth quarter, <laughs> culminating with that um, side of the backboard shot by Paul George. 
to end the Clipper season. Clipper season. So thank you. Like um, Kenan said, thank you, LeBron, for voicing out your disappointment on <laughs> the Clippers not making it to the conference finals. Um, speaking of LeBron, I just want to talk about this. I think this still is an issue, even after LeBron has won an NBA title. There are still these Lakers, Lakers fans who still have not accepted LeBron James as a Laker. I mean, I saw someone on Facebook or whatever who said, um, since James Harden is apparently wanting out of Houston, he said, um, basically, okay, Houston, give us James Harden, we'll give you LeBron James. What? I was like, what? <laughs> the stupid... I just blocked that stupid guy, and um, so Andrea, uh, any thoughts on those idiots who call themselves Lakers fans and still haven't accepted LeBron James? So this is interesting because I was one of those before. I have to say before I'm now wearing a LeBron James shirt, so everyone knows. But but I was one of the like. When even when LeBron joined the Lakers, I actually and I was one of the when when I was talking to our group, I was one of the few people who weren't wasn't really happy about it. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Uh, I wish we could have won, or I wish that we could win another championship, but not with LeBron's help. It was like we we had the kids back then, the kids, uh, quote unquote, the kids of uh, Brandon Ingram. Uh, we had Lonzo Ball back then. We had Kuzma, and in my head. I thought that if we just, if we did just uh, have more patience, if we were, if we just trained them enough, it would be more rewarding to have our own homegrown talents make us get another championship. But that's not how the Lakers work. And maybe I was a little bit stupid at that time, thinking that those things could happen. So I don't understand now uh, why there are still people were not moved or impressed or really just uh, giving LeBron respect already after seeing what he's done. I consider this this season really as me being a witness to LeBron James' greatness, not just in the court, but also the way that he was leading the team. Uh, coming into the season, I think we talked about it before, we had players coming from everywhere and we didn't really have good chemistry because these were like last minute signings because of uh kawaii not signing and had uh lakers had to wait very long during the offseason so these were last minute players these were not players who were used to getting on together but lebron really led them he showed them uh what a leader he could show them on the court that he's still the best he's still the king so I still don't understand why these people or why there are still fans who cannot accept LeBron uh, in the Lakers as, as a Laker. This is baffling to me because I used to be like that and I've been converted now because I him. <laughs> I'm a convert. I used to hate LeBron when he wasn't playing for the Lakers. But now I really I wish he was with the Lakers earlier. And I understand also that there's a subset of, of fans who are really... Kobe fans, and mm -hmm. because I'm part of that as well, who are Kobe fans, 
And for the longest years, we hated LeBron because he was. There were always comparing who's the goat, right? But I've accepted throughout this season that I'm happy that LeBron, who's a good, not a good player, a great player, is part of the Lakers team. Like uh, I'm just appreciative that he is now in the Lakers roster, and I don't have to hate him anymore. And I also know fans. Actually, I was just talking to another fan yesterday in uh, in person. I was out, and then he was telling me that he used to be a Lakers fan, but now he doesn't support Lakers oh. because because of uh, because of LeBron because he hates LeBron. So he will support any other team without LeBron. But he was always a Lakers fan because of Kobe. So so there, I I understand that there's the subset of of fans as well but i mean you have to be blind not to respect lebron at all and to appreciate that he's playing for la lakers so i am a witness and i am i'm a convert and now i am a lebron lover so he's there oh man that that's just terrible uh, i mean quitting on your team just because a player joined your yeah. team um, anyway, um, for any player. Yeah, yeah. LeBron, you know, he brought the, a championship to the team after so many years. So I don't, this is where it gets, maybe they, I don't know what they're protecting. Kobe's legacy, I don't know. Are they just haters? I don't know. Okay, before I go on to, with my rant, um, Kenan, maybe you can <laughs> expound more Um or some of uh, what we are feeling right now. Thoughts on this topic? Yeah, yeah. like every Laker fan, um, especially during the Kobe years, uh, I too hated LeBron. Uh, I'm still reminded of that hate every day on my Facebook memories. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, I do get it why we hated LeBron then, because he was a challenger, an opposition to perceived or not, but it was an opposition to Kobe's uh, greatness, I guess. But I think uh, I started, LeBron gained my respect after 2016, uh, when he won that championship for the Cavs. And and fast forward to him joining the Lakers. I, I mean, I hated him, but uh, I was super stoked that the greatest player of his generation uh, joined my team. How can you not be happy with that? I think it's, uh, it's it's pretty weird that we're supposed to be rooting for the team first, and and we just got a huge upgrade, and you're still not ha- happy with that. I, I don't know what's wrong. Um, I just I, I guess I just choose to not deal with these people as much as I can because uh, LeBron could literally crucify himself, and, and people are still gonna find ways to hate. Hate him, so I just I just choose to not deal with it anymore. Yeah, probably majority of this who still hate LeBron are Kobe fans first before Lakers fans, right? Yeah. Uh, this one bothers me a lot because uh, we used to hate this what they call them bronze sexuals, right? Um, mm-hmm. Basically. <laughs> These people who follow whatever team LeBron James is on, that will be their I team. I actually know a couple of people. Uh, I know I a know, lot, know a lot. I know a lot of people actually. But for me, at least they're honest, right? 
they they're very fat. Okay, so what can we do? Unlike these people who have left the Lakers just because LeBron James joined the Lakers, uh, <laughs> I can't see the logic in that. I mean, like both of you guys said, I, I'm also Kobe Bryant is my favorite player of all time. Um, when the uh, <clears throat> so I used I used to hate Le LeBron also because well they're the two best players in the NBA fighting for um, supremacy in the NBA who will replace Jordan yada 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 but him LeBron joining the Lakers I've said it all along I'm not going to change my team because one player decided to join my um, team. I was there first, right? I'm a Lakers yeah. fan. I, I'm a Lakers fan first before a player fan. So I'm kind of disgusted with this people who stopped cheering for the Lakers because LeBron joined the Lakers. Well, I mean, is LeBron Hitler or something? Is he Bin Laden? I mean, what did he do? Um, yes, he might have been arrogant during his early years, um, especially when he joined the Heat. But is that really enough to quit on the Lakers just um, because he joined us? You're just going to <clears throat> quit being a Lakers fan? Also, Kobe Bryant was some, one of the first persons to accept LeBron, right? He... Yeah. yeah, so so here, sorry, just to jump on uh -huh. here, uh, Britt. When, when Kobe Bryant started endorsing uh, LeBron James, that were, that's when also I got on board. That's when I was like, okay, fine. Maybe uh, it's time to let it go. So, But that was very critical the, with, with Kobe just really welcoming LeBron to the Lakers team, to the Lakers family. That's when I, because I'm such a Kobe fan, I think I thought before maybe I was more of a Kobe fan than a Lakers fan. But when, when Kobe started saying these things, then you're like, ah, okay, then maybe LeBron is actually not a, I mean, he's not a bad choice at all. But, you know, that then you, you don't hate him anymore. So that was very critical for, for me, uh, when, yeah. when Kobe was endorsing him. Yeah, um, in an interview with Chris Haynes, um, LeBron told Yahoo Sports that, I do remember when I decided to come here in L.A., he sent me Kobe. Kobe sent me a text right away and said, Welcome, brother. Welcome to the family. That was a special moment because at the time, Lakers Faithful wasn't fully in on me. A lot of people were saying, Well, we might not want LeBron at this point in his career. And is he right? Is he going to get us back to the finals? So to hear it from him and get his stamp of approval, it meant a lot. I don't ever question myself, but, but, but when it's coming from Kobe, definitely meant a lot so also when lebron was about to pass um kobe in the all-time scoring charts right um mm -hmm. you guys remember that uh oh, i remember that you should remember i think everyone remembers yeah that so uh lebron before passing lebron uh before passing kobe kobe said I don't know if people want that or want to have this kind of contentious thing where you don't want records to be broken or people there to surpass you. You should be happy for the person that comes after you to be able to 
to surpass things that you've done. It's kind of juvenile to think or to behave any other way. So basically, Kobe was telling this um, idiot fans too that they are juvenile. <laughs> um, that was one of, well, that was the last Instagram the last. post. Yeah. Kobe's um, yeah. said, um, he said, on to number two at King James. Keep growing the game and charting the path for the re- for the it next. Still gives me goose, goosebumps. I know it's making me sad. <laughs> Just like yeah. I remember it exactly. I remember that day so much. So I really don't get this um idiots who abandoned the Lakers, abandoned the team. Kobe Bryant led for eighteen years, twenty years. Sorry. Um, just because for the hate for LeBron James, even if Kobe already endorsed his um, coming to the Lakers, right? Um, yeah, that's, that, that's the baffling part. It was his last book to weep. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he spent, everyone, this was like, you spent years, I mean, we spent years arguing about this, beating this guy. And that was Kobe's last, last tweet. So, I mean, that was like a passing of the torch. I, I don't know if it's if, if people realize that is like the biggest endorsement or like the biggest mm-hmm. passing of a torch that could happen actually. Also, I think this was the um the post or the moment that I believe that LeBron is truly the heir to Kobe Bryant here in LA. Um, in his Instagram post, um, his first post after Kobe died. Um, he said, I'm not ready, but here I go. Man, I'm sitting here trying to write something for this post, but every time I try, be, I try, I begin crying again, just thinking about you, Miss Gigi, and the friendship bond, brotherhood we had. I literally just heard your voice Sunday morning before I left Philly to head back to LA. Didn't think for one bit in a million years that we could be, that it would be the last conversation we've had. We'd have, but what the fuck? I'm heartbroken and devastated, my brother. Man, I love you, big bro. My heart goes to Vanessa and the kids. I promise you I'll continue your legacy, man. You mean so much to us all here, especially Laker Nation. And it's my responsibility to put this shit on my back and keep it going. Please give me the strength from the heavens and above and watch over me. I got us here. There's so much more I want to say, but I can't right now because I can't get through it. Until we meet again, my brother, Mamba for life, GG for life. So I don't know if you're. Just, my gosh, why just, did you just read that? If sorry. Have this man literally said that he's carrying the burden of what Kobe has done? He took on the challenge, took on all the weight, the pressure to deliver this title to um, Lakers fans. Well, basically saying this is for Kobe, this is for you. Um, to continue his legacy on the court um, and even off the court. Um, and you still hate this guy? And I don't know what's, what's wrong with these people. Um, and lastly, um, up during the celebration night, uh, before the Lakers played the Blazers, I think first game back before uh, after Kobe died, <clears throat> um, he scraped his uh, LeBron scraped his speech right. Mm-hmm. Um, he oh, said, yeah. "I look at this it's as away, right? yeah, yeah. 
took away the spirit that he had. Yeah. Um, it's a celebration of 20 years of the blood, the sweat, the tears, the broken down body, the determination, determination to be as great as he could be. To celebrate, tonight we celebrate a kid that came here at 18 years of age, retired at 38, and became probably the best dad that we've ever seen over the last three years. Kobe is a brother to me from the time I was in high school watching him from afar to getting in this league at 18 and watching him up close. All the battles that we had throughout my career. The one thing that we always shared was that, the, that determination to just want to win, to just want to be great. The fact that I'm here now means so much to me. I want to continue along with my teammates, his legacy, not only for this year, but as for as long as we can play this game of basketball that we love. Because that's what Kobe Bryant would want. So in the words of Kobe Bryant, Mamba Al, but in the words of us, not forgotten. Live on, brother. So, again, LeBron James kept his promise and delivered the t title for, um, to the Lakers. Um, surely Kobe, Kobe is happy wherever he and Gigi are. So, to all you Lakers fans, so-called Lakers fans who quit on the team because LeBron James um joined our team and still couldn't accept him. You uh your Laker fans Laker fan license is officially revoked as of this day. We're revoking it. <laughs> Bert has revoked it. You can you can cheer for Kyrie or Kaden, Brooklyn or Dub Yaya uh, Yaya Dub Nation or whatever you call them. A Dub Nation. Uh Join the Flippers or whatever. Just don't come back to the Lakers, even if LeBron retires. You guys suck. <laughs> there, said it. Uh, so. Glad you had it. Get got it out of your system. <laughs> okay. So. No, but but sorry. One one last. Uh, sure. Thing, because I didn't want to talk about it earlier because I didn't want to make it sad. But you made it sad already. So. Okay. But I remember it very clearly. The day uh, that. LeBron passed the all-star scoring, uh, uh, the, the most scored points of Kobe Bryant. And I was one of those fans. I was like, I was, I, I am a Kobe fan. And I was one of those fans who felt a little bit sad that the record was getting broken by, by another player. I mean, I think regardless of who it was, you would always feel sad that uh, your favorite player yeah. is going down the ranks. You know, regardless of who it could have been, it would have been James Harden. Whatever. And then I was thinking to myself that I'm glad it was LeBron James because LeBron is part of the Lakers. I, I mm -hmm. remembered thinking about it randomly on a Sunday. I still remember where I was. I was just thinking, because it was a Sunday morning when that happened. I was like, ah, at least it's LeBron who's breaking the records and he's part of the team. And then uh, that evening, we, we all found out what, what we I mean, the, probably like the worst news ever that Kobe passed. And I was thinking like, at least before that happened, I got to fully accept LeBron as a leaker. And it was so, it was just so poetic, I guess. It was very like, oh wow, this happened right before he passed on. So I don't know. I, I just wanted to, to share that. And I hope people, I mean, everyone could be a fan of anything. We choose to be how to be fans of a person we support or a team that we support and i guess but what i'm just pointing out is that we could 
we could choose to just enjoy LeBron. He broke the records of Kobe. He's he. It doesn't mean it diminishes what Kobe has done for the team, for the game in 20 years. But we should also learn to maybe if we could learn to enjoy LeBron and appreciate his his greatness. I think that's just what maybe yeah. these people could do a little bit better. I'm not saying that that they should do it if they don't want to, but that's another perspective is we just should enjoy and appreciate him because he's really great. And he's yeah. one of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a leader. Yeah, exactly. And he's actually a good person, right? He opens yeah. public schools, um, helping the black community. Uh, he thinks yeah. Donald Trump sucks. So overall, he's a good person. <laughs> so, um, Moving on from stupid Lakers fans, um, um, to <laughs> well, we used to call this stupid ESPN player rankings, but <laughs> um, we we might be a little biased on on this. Um, so ESPN released their annual hundred uh, top one hundred NBA players for the two thousand twenty one NBA season. So these rankings mean that. They are projecting that these are the 100 best players after the 2021 season, after this season. So, mm-hmm. um, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are number one and number two um, in the top 100 NBA players for the 2021 NBA season. So, the Lakers had six players who were in the top 100. I think this is a career high for so long. Um, the the others are Mark Gasol, number ninety six, Dennis Schroeder, number seventy nine, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, number seventy seven, Montrezl number seventy six, and the aforementioned best duo in the NBA, LeBron and AD, number one and number two. So, um, Andrea, um, any thoughts on this? On the rankings? I'm glad that finally, well, this could be biased. I could feel a little <laughs> biased, but I'm glad that the, that the ESPN ranking finally got it right. I used to always complain whenever ESPN would release their rankings. Uh, but, I mean, there's really no way to argue. There's, there's no way to argue that AD and LeBron James are the best basketball players right now. They're... You can argue that, okay, fine, maybe Yanis, but if you see really, if on paper, right, if you look at their records, if you look at the statistics, but if you see them play uh, regular season, playoffs, it doesn't matter. You see how dominant LeBron James is and Anthony Davis. So I think this is the right the right rankings. Uh, I think the top 10 is, actually, I actually agree with the top 10. I'm just a little bit surprised that uh, but because this, I, I didn't realize that this is the projected top 10 after 2021 season, right? That's what you mentioned. Yeah. Because I was surprised Kevin Durant and uh, Steph Curry was there. So, but uh, but I, now I understand. So, I I actually agree with the top 10 here. And then the rest, I think, are, are okay as well. I Just one thing here, uh, which I feel a little bit sad about and not that he does deserve to be part of it but if you see the lakers who are part of the top 100 you have marcus Gasol, schroeder tct 
Carol, and you don't see the third who we're we're projecting or or who we're talking about as our third best player, Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> not even make the top 100 players. It's not like a top 50 play. Like if it's a top 50 list, I would feel like okay, maybe fine. There are 50 other better players, but this is a top 100 player. And if we're billing someone who is the third best player supposedly in our team. I would have thought or I would hope he would make it. So I don't know. I, I don't hate Kyle Kuzma. I just feel sad that he's not he's still not part of this list after after a few years uh in our team. So but but aside from that, I think it's a I agree. Uh LeBron James and E B are one and two. not even after this twenty one season, but right now. Yeah. So about you, Ken, were you also disappointed that Kyle Kuzma was not part of the top 100? Top 100? Uh, I wouldn't say disappointed, but I really thought he'd make at least uh, 100. That's a little weird. Uh, wait, um, just to butt in a bit. Mm-hmm. In 2018, Kyle Kuzma was ranked 71. Oh, <laughs> oh so my he, gosh! His position dropped. Well, he, well, that dropped, he was... Deleted from the top 100. So, okay. That's unfortunate. <laughs> so, hopefully more, so, hopefully more motivation for him. Okay, you can continue, Kevin. This doesn't change my opinion that uh, this whole ESPN ranking thing is a stupid idea, generally speaking. But I'm glad they got first and second spot correct this time. Can't argue with Results, the uh, Lakers won because of AD and LeBron. What, what's still there to be said? Best two players in the NBA. Kuz should be there next season. He, he's gonna, I really hope Kuz is back there. Uh, I really like Kuz, so I'm just, you know, just gonna support him. He should be top 100 again next year. Go Kuz. Um, as one of the few remaining Cal Kuzma believers, I wholly support him bouncing back, bouncing back, and making it to the top 100. Kahit ano, kahit 99. <laughs> so look at some of the players but, that. But uh, if if we're gonna do our ranking for like as the kids say drip, I'm pretty sure he's at the top five it's, or something. For sure, for sure. I think this Instagram account, uh, League Fits. They did the ranking of the like the people. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they they do that. They do the ranking. I think it's also a slam account actually, but or oh, okay, slam okay. bought it, but it's it's called League Fits, and he actually is maybe top five or top three there. <laughs> <laughs> so at least he's making a list somewhere, or he's making the list somewhere. So I'm I'm going to give you five names, um, and tell me. If- you're going to trade Kyle Kuzma for these um, players. They're in the top 100. Uh, okay. Derek White, are you... Um, we're going we're gonna to receive him? Yeah. I mean, in exchange for Kuz? Yeah. Um, I, no, I, I'd no, rather have yeah. Kuz. Okay, so... Marcus Morris Sr. <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> I have the better Morris too. Seth Curry. Oh. Huh. Um, Come on, guys. 
No way. No, I, no, he no. Uh, sucks I, on I defense. Height. <laughs> I, I think he is height. And he, 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 I mean, I won't trade him straight, but hmm, this one will make me think. But not straight. I don't think we would trade. I think Kyle Kuzma I, has a better value than Seth Curry. But hmm, this one will make me think. Last, um, Patrick Beverly. No. No. <laughs> so these are some of the players that are in the top 100 over Kuz. So ESPN. If you're listening, we're, yeah. we're, the three of us still believe in you. <laughs> that you're a top 100 player. We love you and uh, please be a better player. Shoot better. Be yeah. more consistent. <laughs> Stop worrying about your social media. <laughs> so, um, some um, people were mad, of course. <laughs> Anytime uh, a media outlet or anyone comes out with um, a, top, a list of the top 10 players of anything or top 10 pizza flavors or chicken wings dips or whatever, they all said, some people will keep saying that it's stupid. <laughs> so, who's your top 10 players, um, Andrea? Actually, uh, if I look at the the ESPN rankings, it it would be closer. It would actually be very close to this. I'm not, be, but but because last year KD and Steph Curry were injured and they did not play. So, but but if, for example, if they would come back to where they were before, I would even. I mean, in the same level as before they got injured. This are really the. This are actually the top ten players what are the arguments what are the arguments of people i don't i don't know but because for me this are really the top top 10 right now i think the argument is more on the rankings um this luka Doncic being number four over kawaii um favorite player dame over steph so you you have the same 10 players andrea i have the same 10 players the ranking is actually the same i was thinking i i uh, when i first saw it i was also thinking how come Luca is higher than Kawhi, but if you actually saw really how Luca played, he is he is that good. He, I would also rank him the fourth best player. Uh, and this is also endorsed by LeBron James. I I don't know if you heard during the yeah. same podcast that we were. He's a Luca fan. <laughs> yeah, he's a Luca fan, and if he will, uh, and he wanted Luca to be the first player to be signed. Uh, in Team LeBron, if he would have his own line of uh, uh, his own brand of shoes, so that's how good Luca is. Uh, LeBron is a believer, so I actually uh, agree with this. How about you? What about you guys? Yeah. How about you, Kevin? Same ten players? Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Generally speaking, but uh, I wouldn't pretend this is a, uh, an expert take. I'm just a biased Luca Doncic fan. I take him number three. That, wow. That's my that's my chain. Over Giannis? Over Giannis? This is a bias. This is a very biased take. Yeah, I'm taking him number three. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm a huge Doncic fan. So that's your spicy take. Yeah. Try to shoot more threes, Giannis. Yes. He did. He did earlier. Um, here, put another um, pull up three. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So that's your spicy take, Luca, number three. Yeah, shoot, shoot more threes. Make more threes, Giannis, and maybe I'll change my mind. <laughs> so, are you ready for my spicy take? Go for it. Let's go. I think Steph Curry is no longer a top 10 NBA player. 
Uh, I'm going to guess in one of the pods of uh, one of the podcasts of my friends in the athletic athletic tick. <laughs> you should follow that um, page. So funny. Anyway, um, they're going to do the Western Conference preview next week. So if they listen to this, um, they're going to grill me for it. Um, anyway, um, just no. But I agree with you. I agree with your hot take because. I haven't seen Steph Curry be dominant. I've, we've seen him win MVP awards without Kevin Durant, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we haven't seen him play at the same level without Clay Thompson. That's right. And again, Clay oh, Thompson. Yeah. Clay Thompson is out again. Um, Who would you replace season? him with, Bert? If you're gonna take out Steph Curry, definitely not Jason Tatum. Um, <laughs> Future Laker Jason Tatum, by the way. Uh, oh yeah, I, I agree with Good Ken. Future Lakers, <laughs> Well, maybe Jimmy Butler, because well, okay. we all oh, saw how okay. Jim, how Jimmy Butler went toe to toe against LeBron James in the NBA Finals in Game Five, and just ran out of gas because basically he was guarding LeBron and he was also yeah. doing playmaking and scoring the on the other end. So. I think Jimmy Butler will be replaced because I don't get the people who say that it's blasphemy to think to think that Dame Lillard is already better than Steph Curry um, in their in this stage of their careers because well of course Steph's going to be the better player overall because he's a two-time MVP and he is the NBA leading three-point shooter best shooter in NBA history. Um, but right now, I think things just better. Um, also, we well, I can be proven wrong if Steph suddenly averages thirty-five points and shoots the lights out even without play. So this may be a stupid yeah. thing. But right, but right now, I need to yeah. see it first. Right, you need to see yeah, yeah. if Steph can I play. Seen Steph play for so long, like you were saying. Without yeah, I can't someone. even remember. Without play, yeah. I can't. yeah. Without someone support, someone like KD and Clay, who are who are really really good players supporting him, mm-hmm. and well, I haven't seen him play in such a long time, so I don't know. Maybe it's because I agree that Dame should be higher than Steph at this point. So maybe I don't know if that's recency bias or because Clay started playing in 2011-2012. So Steph Curry stats from before Clay. Um, Curry was 18.6 points per game, 17.5, 18.6, and 14.7. Then in, two, in, the sec, in Clay's second year, that's when his scoring went up to 22 point, to 23 points, 24, then his MVP year. So, like I said, he hasn't played um, with well without, I mean, the MVP type top 10 player that he is, or top 5, I think for the decade he was top 5. Definitely, at least. But that was with Clay Thompson. We've seen Michael Jordan dominate without Scottie Pippen. Um, he was a dominant scorer, but he couldn't win. But still, we all knew he was the best player in the NBA at the time. Um, Kobe, when Shaq left, um, Kobe led the league in scoring. And we knew he was the best player in the NBA. With Steph, we haven't seen it without Clay. So um, I know some Warriors fans will be mad, but... No hate. To, I'm not hating on Steph. Um, he's one of the yeah. 
my favorite players to watch than Sarah Lakers. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just think that he has to prove it first that he's the, um, a top 10 player, still a top 10 player without um, Clay Thompson um, supporting him in the backcourt. He did play earlier today in their first preseason, right? Yeah, he was 4 out of 10. Yeah. Oh, he played? Did yeah. he play? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. So my league pass is not yet working. I don't know why league pass has always been difficult to work with. So <laughs> I cannot <laughs> watch yeah. it earlier. Yeah. So, <laughs> so shout out to people if they're listening. <laughs> yeah, league, league pass. Improve your. And this. Me and Kenan, we always complain on Twitter about league pass. Just also remove yeah. the restrictions about screen screen sharing. So pathetic. I like I, I have an NFL game pass because like Anthony Davis, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, so um it's much easier to use an NBA League Pass. I don't know what stuck up people who work on NBA League Pass. So please improve your service guys. So basically I have the same top ten with Jimmy Butler um replacing Steph Curry in the top 10. From 4 to... I think the disputed three best players in the NBA are LeBron, AD, and well, contrary to what um, Kenneth and I, Giannis, so... But from 4 to 10, you can jumbo it uh, whatever you want. I wouldn't disagree. Also, one more hot... I don't know if this is a, a hot take, but... I think Paul George is no longer a top 20 NBA player. Yeah. Is he still a top 20 NBA player? No, right? ESPN has him at number 20. Actually, I think he is He is still a top 20 player. Oh, no, I think I will get hit for this comment. But I think he's still a top 20 player for me. Because just because I also cannot... Like, the rest of the players below him, I don't think they're also uh, top 20 players. Can, can I mention five players? Oh, okay, go for it. Jamal Murray. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Ah, oh my gosh, sorry. I, He's I number 21. Oh. He's number 21. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, so you think Jamal Murray is better than Paul George? Yes. Jamal Murray is my future, is my boy. <laughs> He's my favorite player uh, uh, outside of Lakers. He nuked the Clippers uh, in, yeah. in the are, semifinals. Are the Bradley Beal. I've not seen enough. Bradley yeah, to, I, I don't I don't care for the Wizards. <laughs> comment about this. <laughs> um, Pascal Siakam. Oh, um, he's not in the top twenty, really. Yeah, he's twenty four. Uh, okay, okay, then maybe yeah, if you. But I think you should remove um Zion here. I mean, Zion is number nineteen. <laughs> I think that's too high. Anyway. I think that's yeah, too high. Yeah, I, but maybe he can prove us wrong. Um, so another name, Carl Anthony Towns. Try but winning first. I, I but I, the Carl Anthony, I will not yet put in top. Yeah. Top Try winning first. He's very close though. I, I had this controversial tweet um, two years ago. I said Brandon Ingram will be have will have a better career than Paul George. <laughs> Brandon Ingram is number twenty eight right now. He's always. Slowly catching up <laughs> to Paul George. It, it might age well that tweet. Yeah. Few years. <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter, but there was this writer who said that um, Brandon Ingram. She can't wait to write about uh, an article about how Brandon Ingram is the Kevin Durant of the Chinese Basketball Association. Oh yeah. 
I think I think that uh, it was retweeted by or co-tweeted by Lakers Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or freezing gold old takes exposed. <laughs> she was co-tweeted again when uh, Ingram got his max last. Uh, oh yeah. Weeks ago. Yeah. So. Oh, that's funny. So, Ingram was my favorite uh, Laker kid among among the Laker kids back then. Mm. He was my favorite. Yeah, so Kyrie Irving, no? <laughs> no, I think not. But Jamal Murray, oh. okay, fine. If, if it's Jamal, I, I love Jamal, so I do agree yeah, with you. I, <laughs> I hate Jamal, but I take him over PG. Yeah. And I explained my hate in Jamal on episode Jamal one. Please listen to that if you haven't listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Paul George also said that he came back uh, with his trainer um, <laughs> from his MVP year. Um, so weird. So maybe we will be adding this canon to the Paul George um, lies. <laughs> that he, uh, but why, why would you say that? This is weird. It's, it's so funny for me. And because... Why? Why would you say that? When was your... And then I think someone from... I think Kenan sent it to our group or maybe Bert. I think you guys sent it both to our Lakers group chat. And then my reply <laughs> yeah. was, when did he win the MVP? Like, why? Why did he even Google. say that? <laughs> I had to Google to confirm. Because I was pretty... Well, I was 100% sure he didn't win MVP. He's not the one yet. Yeah. Well, but, so wait, which season was he referring to actually? When he meant... Um, there was a season that he finished third, the MVP voting, I think. Um, his, the season where Damien Lillard um, um, said bye-bye to OKC. Um, <laughs> when he said that it was a bad shot, according to PG, another one of his lies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think he was referencing that, but he really called himself, uh, I mean... He said, my MVP year. I mean, come on, man. That was... <laughs> to quote Charles Barkley, um, that was terrible. It was terrible, man. It was awful. Uh, he also threw um, Paul George and Doc Rivers under the bus. Uh, he said, oh, of course. I- I'm forgetting. Um, he signed a five-year, a four-year, 195 million dollar extension to stay a flipper but you know guys what's so funny about that um uh before he signed according to an article before he signed before he before he signed the four-year 195 million dollar extension the flippers apparently tried to trade him <laughs> probably for james harden or whoever um and majority of the NBA who um, smartly declined any trade for PG for pandemic P. So to think that we have Anthony Davis for five years, one hundred ninety million, and the Clippers have pandemic P for five years, over two hundred twenty million, <laughs> and who's thirty one who will be earning, I think forty eight million in his. <laughs> The last year of his contract when he's 35. Even Steve Ballmer has to like cringe at that. Oh yeah. 
I saw a tweet that he might get Blake Griffin in the in the future yeah. when they were like, uh, your go your jersey, excuse me, your jersey will be retired in the rafters of Clippers history, blah 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 blah. And then he'll get traded to Detroit or Memphis or wherever. Um, looking forward to more years facing pandemic P. Let's move on to our one of our favorite segments. Um, Kenan. Can you update us on the latest magic tweet? He tweeted this five days ago. Uh, he said, To Larry Bird, NBA champion, MVP, Hall of Famer, and a great friend, happy birthday and may God continue to bless you with many more. Uh, with two exclamation points. Okay, thank you Magic for um, highlighting Larry Bird's achievements. For giving him a happy birthday, I was kind of expecting him to tweet about um, Taylor Horton Tucker's um, great performance, but apparently he doesn't know who Taylor Horton Tucker is, so, <laughs> so he might be too busy um, vacationing somewhere. So let's move over to fun facts. Also inspired by the great Twitter account of Magic Johnson. Um, so I'm going to ask you this series of questions. Um, you tell me um, the answer. How many Lakers have led the NBA in assists? I would say Magic and LeBron. So two. How about, how about you, Andrea? Magic, LeBron, maybe someone else. A little bit from years, 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 many years ago. So I would put it at four. Four. Okay. It's actually three. LeBron James and our... Favorite Twitter account, Magic Johnson. <laughs> then the NBA in assists four times. And Jerry West. Oh. Yes. The great Jerry West. Also, so next up. How many Lakers have led the NBA in rebounding? This will shock you. Not because of the how many Lakers, but who did. who, Which players did. Okay, you first. Three. I'm going three. Uh, who, who are your three, Kevin? Will Chamberlain. <laughs> George, Mike, and... Um, I don't know, Elgin Baylor, something. Uh, how about you, Andrea? Just, just a rough guess. So, so mine would be Shaq, Kareem. I would put our favorite, maybe Magic. I'm not sure. I'm just putting. <laughs> Rebounding? <laughs> Red Dead Maya. Because you said it will be shocking, so that's why I'm putting. Oh. Magic. I don't know. So this I'm will. This will truly really shock you. Okay. And then. Uh, same with Kenan with the last two. So I project. I'm I'm guessing five. So I think they haven't tracked rebounds during George Michael's days. Um, oh, okay. So okay. anyway, it's Will Chamberlain four times, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar one time, and are you ready for the third player? Ooh. Dwight Howard, 2012, 2013. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. He left. I thought it was. It was a down year for him. Yeah, it was a down year for him, and it was like, whoa. Wait, wait, he led the league in rebounding. In rebounding. Yeah, 2012, 2013. Like, <laughs> that was the season we hated him so much. <laughs> yeah, it was a down year, and he still led the league in rebounding. Probably caught a lot of the bricks Jody Mix was um, throwing up. <laughs> oh, that's surprising, though. I didn't. I didn't know that. I don't think he's ever recognized. Yeah, so all we remember is. I mean, I think I I thought he he, he's in the top, you know, top five or something, but I didn't know he was the the top rebounder that year. Yeah, 
was really surprising. So lastly, Lakers still have won the Sixth Man Award. Uh, zero. About you, Andrea? Yeah, zero, zero. There must be one, right? I, I will say one, but I don't know who. But there must be one. I, I, Come on, guys. I, it's Lamar Odom. All right, right. Ah. How dare you? <laughs> oh my God, Lamar, I love you. <laughs> it's Lamar Odom. 2011. Yeah. 2011, right? Yeah. It's, it's last season with the Lakers, unfortunately. So, yeah. um, so there you go. Our fun. Sorry, Lamar. Our... I'm a big fan. Our very. I love. That was my. That's my favorite. Uh, NBA. Uh, that's my favorite Lakers team. Maybe we should discuss our favorite Lakers team at some point. But that's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. So that is probably our most fun fun facts. <laughs> uh, so far, let's go to the questions that were asked. In our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages, someone was asking if Alex Caruso was playing tomorrow. No, he will not be playing according to Coach Waldo. So, from Kevin Ten Luis, in your opinion, would you think Talon Horton Tucker would get rotation minutes? So, let's start with you, Andrea. Uh, THT Rota- rotation minutes? Yeah. Not really. I don't. I think if any. Well, it depends on the final roster, right? But I still think that maybe he... Sorry, maybe he will... I will change my answer. Maybe he will get it the first few games because I think uh, LeBron could really just average 32 to 30 minutes, him and AD. So maybe they will need more uh, people coming from the bench, coming off the bench as part of the, li- uh, as part of the lineup. So maybe he will get some minutes. But not not as consistent, especially as the season goes along. How about you, Kevin? Tasty? Rotation player? I think uh, in the early part of the season when Coach Vogel is still figuring out his rotation, he's gonna get he's gonna get some burn and during the games where they load manage some of the starters, he's gonna get some burn. But other than that, um, I think this roster is too deep for him to get uh, consistent minutes on the regular, uh, you know, on, on a regular play. So I agree with you guys. Um, our roster is currently ten deep. I, the rotation is ten deep. I think it's LeBron, AD, um, KCP, Schroeder, Caruso, um, Marcasol, Trezarel, Markeith Morris, Cal Kuzma. And West Matthews. So yeah, be, there are only two hundred forty minutes to spread out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for a ten-man team, so um, it could be really difficult to give um an eleventh guy regular minutes. But like both of you said, when one of AD or LeBron or West Matthews or Marquesol or even just one of those players um decides to take a day off because of the condensed season, um, I think THT will be the first guy off that bench, right? I mean, yeah. the first guy to join the rotation over um, Quinn Cook, over Jared Dudley, over Costas, over Kaycock. So I think he will be getting, um, well, not regular, but sporadic minutes um, all throughout the season, depending on if a player sits or not. But 
he will definitely have a bigger role than last season. So next question is from Papa Monchi. Um, will Kuz deliver this season? I don't know what he's going to deliver, but okay. Um, I think we talked a little bit about this, but okay. So, Andrea, will Kuz deliver this season? I hope. I really hope he delivers. Uh, I am not that convinced that he could, but I really, really hope. I am poor. I am rooting for him, but I'm not sure because even, I mean, I know the, the offseason is really short, but if you saw the game during the preseason, I mean, yesterday's, yesterday's game, he was still inconsistent in a lot of ways, uh, in especially in shooting. And that, as we've mentioned, that affects every part of his game. So I really hope that he will deliver, but I am not saying that I'm confident that he will. Okay, how about you, Kenan? So, uh, let's, about delivering, um, maybe let's set our expectations for Kuz. What do you expect from Kuz? I just want consistent shooting and the same defense that he showed in the bubble. <laughs> Minus the um, falling for Michael Porter Jr.'s uh, bomb fakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the four-point the, the key fouls. <laughs> <laughs> the kids did that a lot. I wonder, uh, I wonder why. Yeah. yeah um, just, just consistent showing of uh, shooting and, and good defense. I would consider Kuz having delivered for next season. Yeah. That's just that, that's my expectations for him. Uh, I'll go a bit uh, further than you do. Um, I hope Kuz can get that um, start in a difficult playoff series that um, Voga will adjust and. Put him in the starting lineup, just like what he did with um, Marquise yeah. Morris with Alex mm-hmm. Caruso. I think he, I hope he can play well enough to be considered for a starting spot in a key playoff game. So maybe average fifteen points, one forty-eight percent field goals, thirty-eight percent three-point shooting, and uh, more improvement on defense. Um, that yeah. we have seen that the effort is there. Just has have to be more consistent on both ends. So hopefully yeah. he can become that player. That we'll have um, a Kuz watch along the yeah. way throughout the season. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so Kuz every week will be you'll be one of our topics <laughs> in the pod. So um, really expecting great things from Kuz this um, season because this is going to be a a very huge year for him, especially money-wise, because he's due for his first rookie extension. All the Lakers' young core have been paid, well, aside from Lonzo, right? He's about to. Yeah. After so, the season. Lonzo and jo- Josh Hart, so... Yeah. Uh, more pressure on Kuz, but I hope he can handle it better than his Twitter meltdown. So... <laughs> Uh, so high hopes for Kuz this season. Um, hopefully, he can bounce back from his first season of his NBA career, which yeah, well yeah. still led to an NBA title. So I mean, he his only Twitter follow is Laker Film. Yeah, Laker Film Room. Yeah. <laughs> shout out! Shout out to Coach Pete. Must be an honor to be. Fo- What's his explanation or no? Nah, he he didn't say. <laughs> Shout out also to Lakers Twitter for um, investigating that 
um, <laughs> wow, uh, maybe he's just going to be focused on breaking down film, like later film yeah. room. Hopefully, Kuz can learn more about the game <laughs> um, from the Coach Pete and the Laker film room. So, so guys, thank you again for joining this very fruitful <laughs> and eventful pod uh, episode. Um, we'll be back this next is our week. Spiciest episode. I yeah. know. <laughs> so we will be, yeah, we will be back next week to talk about um, the. Well, and basically, it's going to be an NBA preview because the NBA starts. In, the real season starts in ten days. See you again. See you guys next week for uh, next week for our NBA preview. And maybe there's uh, more to talk about. Maybe James Harden gets traded or whatever. <laughs> so, um, or yeah, Kyrie. I'm hoping for chaos. Or Kyrie or KD throws the ball at Kyrie in the post or. Whatever. Ever. Um, so thank you guys again for joining us on another fun episode and see you guys next week. See you. Right. Happy right. birthday, Taylor. Ah, happy birthday, Taylor. Happy birthday, Taylor. Uh, stay safe, Lakers Station Beach. And From your Lakers Swifties. <laughs> see you soon. Okay. Bye.